Welcome to the Talk and Chatter Experience, powered by Gasoline Alley, Harley Davidson. My guest today is motorcycle enthusiast Shelby Turner. Recently, Shelby completed an all-women Simpson Desert Crossing, raising funds for Dolly's Dream. You'll hear about this and much more of Shelby's journey within motorsport on our show. If you get the chance, make sure you hit like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Cheers. Uh, welcome, Shelby Turner. Thank you. Thanks for having me. No dramas. Thanks for, uh, thanks for coming in. You've had a uh, pretty hectic schedule of late, haven't you? I have. I'm still really exhausted, but I'm starting to get back into the swing of things now. <laughs> so, like, we'll, we'll get into the details of what you have just done and yep. accomplished. And um, who's Shelby Turner? <laughs> um, she is, well, she's little. <laughs> she <laughs> is, she tries to be fearless and um, she's pretty adventurous. She's a pretty good hairdresser and maybe a somewhat average motorbike rider. <laughs> sort of combined the two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, um, you've obviously got a massive passion for motorcycles. Yeah. Where did that all begin? Oh, I was kind of just born into it. My granddad uh, sort of started it and then my dad and my uncle and my brothers and, yeah, it's just kind of stemmed from there. So i seen, obviously, you've just... Uh, participated in an all-women's crossing of the Simpson Desert. Yeah. Now, there's a couple of photos thrown around of um, when you started riding and stuff like that. Yeah. So you are a Peewee 50 bandit? Yes, I was. And I had cool, cool little pink sticky kit. Oh, who didn't? Yeah. <laughs> that, was the, um, that was the era and we won't mention your age, but no. <laughs> <laughs> we just discussed that. Yeah. But um, what was the uh, what was the Peewee 50? Was it, you do flat track or you were motocross? Yeah, no, or? flat track. So, yeah. yeah, we grew up doing um, flat track all around Australia. We had a bus and me and my older brother would travel around and, yeah, Dad um, would do some speedway. So we kind of tie in some speedway racing and flat track racing and, yeah. Damn, it's a pretty, um, pretty long career. Yeah, yeah. I think I was about three when I started riding and yep. then um, I think I had my first race when I was four or five and started doing state titles from there and, yeah, wow. just grew. Did you grow up here? Like Gold no, Coast down in Country Victoria in Bendigo. Oh, really? Yeah. So your original racing time would have been down... Yeah, yep. yeah, so okay. Broadford was my local track. Was it? Yeah, we spent a lot of time down there. Good track? Yeah, it was lots of fun, lots of good memories. So Dad, obviously, mm -hmm. Neil, yep. uh, still currently racing sidecars and yeah. whatnot with you guys. he had a bit of time off and then right. we all started getting serious again, sort of we had a bit of a break in the middle of our life and then, um, yeah, we got back into it recently and, and he's like, oh, actually, I think I want to get back into it. So he started racing again. <laughs> so was he a sidecar person forever or was he a solo person? He both. Sidecars were a lot bigger back in the day, I guess, yeah. before I was born. Um, Speedway sidecars were massive, eh? Mm, yeah. Yeah. So he did all road sidecar stuff well. first yeah. and then switched to Speedway. So I was a, a kid watching him race Speedway sidecars. Oh, wow. Um, but I'd never really seen him race on the road. Yeah. But I've got so many stories like back in the day at Bathurst and <laughs> oh really so he's yeah. well into it with that as well yeah, yeah and they had 60 road race sidecars line up at Bathurst you got to hear all about those stories <laughs> that's insane though like if, if you look at um two weeks ago when we were at the track obviously when you you hadn't even got home from your event yeah but uh what do we have six on the grid at, at the um, most I think yeah I think sometimes we can get up to nine that's a damn good field you imagine yeah. 60 of them? I know. Yeah. I know. It'd be crazy. I don't think Morgan Park would cope with 60 no. sidecars. <laughs> no, no. no, definitely not. It was good racing there the weekend. It was. It was lots of fun. I was like, oh, should I do it? Is my body going to cope? But I'm so glad I did it. It was so fun. Was motorcycles a, a thing from the start? Was it just an addiction for you? Like, were you just 
this is this is what I want to do or, or yeah it? it was kind of um I either sit and watch or I give it a go so yeah yeah I didn't I kind of get FOMO don't want to miss out so it was like righto I'll do it and it was kind of easy for me I guess but having dad and my brother do it so yep. it was here's a bike go and ride it if you want so when did you make the move to come up to here um I think I was I was about 12 when we moved up um, yep. and dad changed careers. So we kind of got out of the bike scene for a while. Yep. Um, so I started my hairdressing apprenticeship and yeah, had a fair, fair few years off. So from that time, basically, you know, till nearly adult life, you didn't ride too much? No, nah, not really. I got a, um, a bit of a bush basher, started heading out in the bush when I was about maybe 20. So I started getting back into a little bit of riding then. Yep. Um, but, yeah, not sort of too serious until a couple of years ago. As a family, I think if there's a word to describe it, you, you're fun. Like <laughs> to epitomise like to one word, it's fun. You guys seem to like just really embrace it, hey? Yeah, I think that's sort of what it's all about. Like if you're not having fun, then why why do it? Like, yep. yeah, So and there's so many of us, so you can't not have fun when we're all around. <laughs> oh, that, that's the thing. Like uh, any racetrack that you go to, the grid would be pretty bare without a turn of last name there. Like, <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> um, two rounds ago, the, uh, the sidecars. Yeah. Apart from your pilot, Phil Underwood, yep. everyone else was a turn was on. A turn, yes. <laughs> That's pretty insane. It's pretty cool to have all your family in the same race as you. That would be. And, and obviously, yeah, just the, the respect that goes through that as well. I think that's pretty, it'd be pretty neat, eh? Hey? Yeah, it is pretty cool having Turner as a last name. Yeah. What's the, what, what was the draw for you to go and swing in a sidecar? Um, well, I swung for my brother growing up. So we did flat track. Um, so I kind of started swinging on the dirt and then we did a little bit of speed, like junior speedway. Yep. So I'd done it before. Um, and then when we were out at Morgan Park, I was on my solo and an announcement came over the speaker to say that they were looking for a swinger. And right. I sort of looked at my family and they looked at me and I, I walked over and met Di. Yep. And um, yeah, she introduced me to Dan and I jumped on with Dan and started my swinging career again. Damn. So is Dan uh, Keppel? Yes. Yeah. Wow, that's a that's a quite a jump straight into it, hey? Yes, we went very fast straight off the bat. <laughs> yeah, just straight into it. Yep. Which was did you enjoy it? I loved it. The road? Yeah. 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 And the junior sidecars, mm -hmm. those are the ones that were like on a KX sixty or something like yeah. that. Yeah. manufactured obviously, hey. Yeah. Yep. Hardly see them. Like I don't even know if they're still around. Me either. Yeah. No. I remember some dirt track meetings like as a kid growing up, I remember mm -hmm. seeing them. But Yeah. I even had a um Peewee eighty sidecar that I had a ride on yeah. for a while. Yeah. Yeah. So I had Pee -wee a little girl passenger and <laughs> So it was like a full outfit. Mm hmm That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I don't remember I don't remember um seeing one of those but yeah that it was pretty popular like to have like junior sidecars yeah we always had a pretty big field growing up because it's hard to it's a hard sport to get into no matter if it's two yeah. wheel or sidecar yeah um it makes it even harder to not to just jump onto a sidecar apart from like things like come and try like yeah currently happening and that yeah but you wouldn't ever know if you liked it or not no without that's buying right. one you yeah know, exactly as, as an adult by yeah. the time you get to it so yeah it and it's hard. a big expense to go and buy one if you're not gonna like it jeez yeah <laughs> We first met uh, in Phillip Island, I believe. Yes, in 2017. Yeah. Yeah. That was right, eh? Yeah. I was, I, was, I was thinking of it the other day. I'm like, I think we first met when we were in Phillip Island. Yeah. World, world Superbike. Yeah, my first Australian championship race. It was, wasn't it? Yeah. You did well, eh? I did okay that weekend. Yeah. I did. I just, I just wanted to finish and I did. <laughs> so what was, the, what was the go of that? Was that like a comeback to 
you've been doing some dirt stuff yeah, in between? Yeah, so I started um, when I sort of got back into bikes. Um, my little brother had been over in Spain doing the European Championships and he decided he wanted to be a road racer. And I didn't know anything about road racing. Um, and sort of followed his journey for a few years and decided yep. that I wanted to give it a go. So bought a road bike and, and started sort of hitting the track a fair bit. And then after, I think about six months, um, my brother was going to do the Australian Championship. We said, you may as well do it too, because we're all going to be driving around to all the rounds. Yeah. Thought, oh, I don't know if I'm ready for this, but oh, what the heck? So yeah, I signed up and got a, got a better bike and yeah, entered the Australian Championship in 2017. What was your first thoughts when you got to Phillip Island? Uh, wow. <laughs> so much space, eh? This is cool. <laughs> yeah. It's one of those places where you can generally get lost, eh? Like, the track is so big, especially mm. riding around on a little 300. Like, yeah, true. It's phenomenal. It's so fast, like, yeah. even on a 300. Because <laughs> I remember, like, seeing you, I'm like, that's a pretty cool feat. Like, that's your first Aussie yep. road race. You go directly to Phillip Island. Yeah. I was so battery. excited. <laughs> yeah, I think it would have been, hey? Yeah. So that was a road trip down, mm -hmm. family. Yep, the whole fam bam down to Phillip Island, Rock Ups, World Superbikes. There's like so many cool people around and I'm here doing my first Australian Championship race. Yep. Just want to finish the weekend and got to meet you. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And that at that time too, World Superbike had gone under like a um, – boost again like Nikki Hayden had come into yeah. the series obviously um there was some awesome riders coming through and you know there's a fair crowd and that was it a really was, good vibe around that place yeah, at that time you it know? was yeah it was really cool and I was just so excited to be there and get out on the track and all the crowd there was like this is cool what was the highlight do you have one um just seeing photos like I reckon yeah. after like seeing like a picture of me like over Lukey Heights like that's cool I'm like that's me at Lukey Heights like yeah <laughs> so is that, that was that a thing that started your bug again yeah for sure yeah. and like I just wanted to improve from that weekend and and go right this is that's a seven round championship this is the first weekend like let's knuckle down and and yeah. that sort of go, okay, what can what, what did I learn from this weekend? Like, what can I work on to improve? And, and I hoped that the last round in um, for the year was back at Phillip Island. So I just wanted to see, you know, how, how much I could grow and learn throughout the year to come back and, and go there again to see. So How far had you come? Well, the last round for the year I won the race. So I think I <laughs> learned a lot throughout the year and, yeah, put it all into action in the last race. It's pretty insane, isn't it? Uh, that's... <laughs> Yeah, I can't even describe that. That was, like, phenomenal. And the, the cool part, and I, I touched on it before as well, like, I can only imagine the family rallying, rallying oh, around you at that time. It, yeah, it was really – my whole – yeah, everyone was just so stoked. Like, I I didn't think that I could achieve that. Like, yep. it's – yeah, it was pretty cool. Well, it's – yeah, it's something that you, you could – like, people could only dream of. Yeah. You know, really. Yeah. To, to, to – you know, if this is your chosen field or pursuit um, – if you dream of winning a race and achieving it, it's all round. It's it's crazy, eh? Yeah, especially at your favourite track in front of all your friends and family and, yeah, it was pretty special. Have you got to ride there again? Um, I don't think so, no. Wow. No. It's funny, eh? Yeah, I'm kind of glad that was, like, my last, like, it was good. Yeah, just turn, that, yeah. turn that chapter off. Yeah, done. We're, we're finished, career over. <laughs> I, I got there, uh, like like you were riding on, obviously, the weekend there. I mm -hmm. rode the Monday, the afterburner day. Oh, yeah. And after riding the tracks and stuff up here, I got there and I'm like, where am I? Like, yeah. like, road, like position on track, 
Yeah. It's very hard to learn. It is. It is a big, big track and it's yep. a bit technical and the track's just wide itself. Like it's yeah. even all the runoffs and everything, like it's crazy, especially when you like I learned my first road race track was Queensland Raceway. And oh, it's was it? all right handers, really. Yep. So then when you try and do a left hander, I was like, I don't know how to go left. I only know how to go right. Yeah. <laughs> so you go to Phillip Island and you're like, oh, there's a fair few lefts here. I have to figure this out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which is a funny which is a funny thing and it's something I, I quite often say as well. Like my lefts are really poor. Like mm-hmm. I'm weak in my lefts. But coming from dirt track, you come from doing left turn. Strange. It's so, weird, isn't yeah, it? I'm yeah, I'm the same. Yeah. But then if I get back on a dirt bike, I, yeah, it's the same thing. You can't go the other way. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 very bizarre. Like yeah. you have the brain. It's obviously a brain thing because yeah. your body's the same mm-hmm. either way, you know. Yeah. Injuries. <sighs> How did, like seriously, I know we've chatted about yeah. chatting, chatted about this and, you know, in depth. Where what was the first and like you at your age, you've had some heavy injuries. Yeah. The last few years have been pretty rotten for me. Yeah. Um, I sort of, yeah, obviously you start breaking wrists and arms when you're little and it's all good and I had a, a pretty good run for a while. Yep. Um, I sort of didn't really hurt myself when I was road racing, but um, shortly after I won my race at Phillip Island, I decided that I might get into motocross and so I got a 450 and started training and yep. started hitting the motocross tracks pretty hard and I was really keen to give that a go. My first race uh, at Kilcoy, I got taken out <laughs> by a vet and broke my humerus in quite a few places. Um, so that was my motocross career short-lived. What, so they just cleaned you out? Yeah, yeah, Basically. just, just yeah. Yep. Anyway, yeah. Um, that's racing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, sort of got back into it. I had to have two surgeries on my arm and um, it took me about a good sort of 12 months, two years to sort of fully feel fit again and get back into it and then yeah did my other shoulder last year I yeah I went to MX farm and I really wanted to hit the big jump there and <laughs> spent all day working myself up for it and yeah didn't go so well um so that was pretty rotten too because I did both my arms my right humerus my left arm my coccyx so I couldn't walk I couldn't sit I couldn't use my arms like and so I'm sort of just starting to get back into it now yeah so that was just over 12 months ago and I still need to have another surgery on oh, my really? right arm yeah because you had to go back in um after after the surgery that happened like immediately sort of thing too didn't you, you yeah there was some complications with yep. it and they tried wires and pins and all sorts and like essentially my shoulder was just a mess so they just couldn't work out what yep. to do to put it back together and it still doesn't sit right and it, I still can't move it, you know, fully. But I guess once you've injured something, it's never going to be the same again. No. You just have to learn to live with it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I'm hoping that after my next surgery it should be a little bit better. How, how does it feel uh, swinging the psycho? It's okay. Like as soon as you put your helmet on, the adrenaline kicks in and you don't think about it. It's just sort of like the next day you wake up and you're like, oh, yeah, I'm a little bit fatigued through my shoulders. Yep. But, um, yeah, it's fine. Everyone, everyone thinks that you need to be super strong in your arms to swing, but you do so much through your legs. Like you really lock your legs in to give huh. your arms a break and that's like a huge thing that a lot of people don't realise. So you don't have to be this big, strong, you know. Yeah. It comes to... from your core through to your legs and stuff. Yeah, correct, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's interesting. Like just, just sort of seeing it, uh, you, you, you just think it. Yeah, You, know? you yeah. just look at it and you think, oh, all that load through there and mm-hmm. I know the complications you've had with it. Yeah. Like, Gee, yeah. You must do really well you know yeah. to, to, to get through that it's so. a lot of rehab and 
I don't know, you can't kind of look at my arms now and like matching scars. That's pretty rare. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's just a feature. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> you know, if you're selling a car, it's a, benefit, it's a feature on it. Yeah, so. it tells a story. It does. So what's, what's the next thing you got to do with it? Um, yeah, I just got to book my surgery when I have a few weeks off. It's finding time. When you want to stop riding bikes. Yeah, and that's the thing. Yeah. It's like when's a good time to go backwards? You know, I know it's going to help me in the long run, but yeah. it's, yeah. Because you, the thing too, you you're a water people as well. Yes. With the boats. Yeah. And that's um, obviously going to be heavily involved with your shoulder. Yeah. And coming up the summer, you probably yeah not want to do that. No, I had um my when I first broke my left shoulder, I it was just before sort of summer holidays, and we all went boating, and I think I was about eight weeks post op, and I was yeah. we're out in the boat, and I was like, no, nah, I need to wakeboard. They're like, you can't wakeboard. Like you have a broken shoulder. I was like, no, nah, I'll wakeboard. Just wakeboard one arm. <laughs> So. Oh jeez! <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's it. Like, and that's the thing when the when you when you're in that sort of thing, you, it's hard to turn that off, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. What do you like as a patient? <sighs> not great. Yeah. I get like just I got ants in my pants. I get bored, and yeah. I don't like sitting still, which I guess nobody does. But yeah, but when, there's some more than others, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they, you know, want to keep you in hospital. Like the last one, I was in the hospital for almost two weeks, waiting for my surgeries and whatnot and learning how to do things without arms and just does your head in. Yeah. It's <laughs> it's insane. Like to see like obviously the MX farm one, I'm like, oh no, you just just basically came back. Yeah. Do you enjoy motocross? I do because it's a challenge. Yeah. I always find that I do things if I know that I'm either not going to be great at it or, you know, it's something that doesn't come naturally. So like I wanna I wanna do better at it. So I, I enjoy it because it's a challenge. Yeah. I'm definitely not great at it. So I think that's why I enjoy it because I'm always learning. I'm always pushing myself. I'm always growing. Like, yeah. It's one of those things, hey? It's, it, it's hard. It's hard. <laughs> it's like hard. it's so hard. It's and hard on your body. You get road racing where the track's nearly, you know, without temperature change and that's nearly the same every time. But yes. motocross track, you get to it every lap. It's, yep. it's changed. Completely it's different. Hard. Yep. So <laughs> it's enjoyable, but it is. is hard. The good thing about motocross is, though, the girls. Like in road racing, we don't have girls races. We... Right. You know, I could be the only female in my race. Whereas yeah. when I rocked up to the motocross track, I was like, wow, there's so many girls here and we get our own race. Like, this is pretty cool. What's, why is that, you reckon? Um, I don't actually know. Is it easier to get into motocross? Like, do more girls think that that's, mm. yeah, it's more enjoyable? I don't know. It's, it's weird. I, and, and I guess it, it's sort of like motocross uh, as a male sport as well. Mm. Compared to road racing, like, the numbers is huge, like, you, yeah. go to a, you go to a club day at a motocross meeting uh, compared to a road race meeting. It's it's harder to – it must be harder for people to get into or to, it's to see it. It's probably expense too maybe. Expense. Yeah, I know that's why I sort of wanted to start getting into motocross. Like yep. the road racing is a lot more expensive. Sure. Um, and especially when you crash. Usually when you crash your dirt bike, you can just pick it up and keep going. But yep. to come off your road bike is okay. How good are you at fiberglassing? Oh, that's a job for my brothers. It's so bad. <laughs> it's not great. Oh, like, yeah, I, I've been sitting up at the, um, oh, what's the what's the place opposite the horse and jockey there? The Jackie Howe. Oh, yeah, yeah, in like, Warwick. just fiberglassing R1 parts before mm -hmm. and that ain't real much fun. No, it's not. I'm lucky I've got three brothers and a dad. You really are. Yeah, here <laughs> so, you go, boys. Yeah, here you go, leave yeah. it to you. Yeah. Have you had any big ones on the, on the road? Road bike? No. No? Nah. It's I've all motocross. Yeah, just, yep. just, yeah, little little slides. And you're so, I don't know, I feel like you're just so protected mm. on the road. Like all your gear seems to be a lot better. and For sure. Yeah. 
Tell me about Dolly's Dream. How, how did that come about? So... And explain what it is to us as well, please. Yeah, so Dolly's Dream is a charity. Um, she um, is from the Northern Territory. Mm-hmm. Um, she committed suicide a couple of years ago when she was 14 and her parents created this charity to um, a, a sort of a raise awareness for bullying um, and so they go around to schools and set up buddy benches and they've there's a helpline for parents um, if they've you know got kids going through stuff like that um, and so I'd heard of the charity before um, sort of haven't had anything to do with them and then it was actually um, Kiri Welsh from road racing that was telling me about this ride she was doing um, and it, this bunch of girls were crossing the Simpson Desert to raise money wow. for Dolly's Dream and that was the the year before last year and I really wanted to do it I thought that wow that's really cool but I actually came off sidecar that weekend and did the PCL in my knee so couldn't do it so then when the opportunity came up this year um yeah decided I would see if I could get on that and what did you raise six six and a bit grand yourself yeah yeah so I started my fundraising campaign and and yeah we hit six and a half thousand dollars and collectively, collectively, what was it? You know, thirty. Ah, uh, yeah, thirty-six thousand dollars as a group we raised for Dolly's Dream. It's insane. Yeah, it's a lot of money. Like I said to Morgan Park the other week, like, well done. Yeah, it's like, pretty. It's pretty incredible. I actually didn't think that I would be able to raise that much money. I thought like if I could raise a couple of thousand dollars, like that would be amazing. Like yeah. if I could try and, you know, help at least one person or save someone's life, I would be pretty cool. But six and a half thousand dollars is a lot. So well done on obviously completing the the journey yeah you know, and the whole thing that goes with that as well obviously there's a fair bit entangled in that yeah what's it mean to you to do it um I just kind of wanted to do something to that wasn't that was different like and and feel like I was giving back you know as well as accomplishing something for myself so yeah, yeah it was pretty pretty cool feeling so when people talk about the Simpson desert yeah I I, I didn't know until I read one of your posts, it was, uh, was it 525 kilometres? About that, yeah. And 1,100 sand dunes? Yes, 1,126 right? sand dunes. I didn't know it was like that. <laughs> Seriously, I, I, yeah. I, knew, I knew it was crazy in that, but I didn't know yeah. the inner details sort yeah. of thing. I've never yeah. read that much about it. Yeah. Wow. Yes, wow. <laughs> what, what, like, you know, obviously you've had dirt experience and yeah. some things along the way. Yeah. But what did you think when you got to the first one? I was so nervous. Yeah. It's hard to imagine what it's going to be like when you've never been out there and there's obviously not a lot of, that we can do to train in red dirt no. over here on the Gold Coast. So I'd been up to the beach a couple of times to sort of take my bike to the sand and see what it would be like. Um, but, yeah, nothing can compare you for, like, Big Red, for example, is over 30 metres high and this big red dune in front of you that you got to try and get over. So what's it like? Do you just get to the bottom and just look up? like? Yeah. A- yeah, yeah, so we got there on the first day and they were like, righto, Big Red's the first June, like, meet you at the top. <laughs> oh, really? You're straight yeah. into that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so Big Red's the first June you do from Birdsville. So, yeah, um, yeah we we just sort of got to the bottom of that and just had to hit it and hope for the best. <laughs> so explain it to me. You, yep. you did a road trip out to Birdsville? Yeah, so me and my stepmom drove yep. my car out to Birdsville, so that took a couple of days to get out there. We met the group of girls that were going to be doing the crossing. So they're all there. It's yep. all yep. So we're all meeting everyone. Or some of them, some of the girls had done it the previous year. Okay. Yep. So that was really good to chat with them. And did Kerry Kerry do this? No, one? no, no okay. she didn't. But she did lend me her chair, which came in handy. <laughs> we when we got there, um, 
yeah, a few of the girls sort of went over what to expect and what it was going to be like. But it's easy for someone to say it, but when you're actually there, it's completely different. So, yeah, the nerves were pretty real. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, the next day we sort of set off and went into the desert. So was there like a turn of party on, on the night before or were you just hardcore just stressing down, uh, water, uh, hydrating? Yeah, yeah. I, I get like pretty affected in the heat. I'm like, okay, I need to, like, make sure my body is going to be able to cope with what I'm about to do to it. So you're smart about it. Yeah, Yeah. I was smart about it. Um, I just didn't want to, like, add any complications in. Like, I had to try and get me, my bike, my car, my body, like, across the desert, like, safely. I just, yeah, I was really smart. So your car, your Hilux. Yep. Did your stepmom drive? Yeah, she drove that. So she was one of the support vehicles. So we had about five support vehicles follow the cars. So they carried our food and our So your car did it as well? My car did it as well. (laughs) Now it's making sense why you're saying it's got to go be serviced and stuff. Yeah. So your car did the Simpson as well? As well, yes. Makes sense now. Yeah, yeah. So I was constantly worrying about her, you know, getting bogged or needing assistance and I'm trying to worry about myself and my bike and... (laughs) So what was it like on the sand? What, what like? It was so fun. Really? It was so good. So yeah. how was your technique? What are you? Are you a stand up or are you a road racer? Oh, constantly standing. I can't touch the ground, so okay. there's yep. no point in even trying to put my foot out any time because yep. it's not going to stop anything. So stand up the whole yep. time and hope for the best. Wow, <laughs> just hold it flat. <laughs> yeah, short shift. And you know, um, day is it day one or day two that I th- there must have been an incident. Yeah, day two. So four kilometers into day two, yeah, one of the female riders broke her collarbone, um, mm-hmm. and that was like a a big reality check. Like, okay, this is real. Like this this isn't like a yeah fun and games. Like it's serious, and yeah. we have a job to do. And yeah, the girls were so good though. Like we. Yeah, we all worked really well together and looked out for each other. And I think if I didn't have that support network, there's no way I would have made it safely across. Really? Yeah. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. Did you, and you, I don't know if you've ever looked at any of the posts, but I think you're on a satellite phone. Must have been all you had. There was no social media yeah, reception. Yeah, yeah, no reception out there. So someone had a satellite phone, I think. So there yeah. was a report of an incident along yes. the way. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen all the, like. Nah. There's like your family and stuff oh, like that. Oh, yeah, they like, were totally who, thinking it was who me. Was it? Where, yeah. Like, because there was no name. No. Because they wouldn't obviously respect the person yep. and stuff like that. But uh, Oh, yeah, everyone thought time, it was eh? me. Yeah. yeah. They're like, oh, someone's injured. It'll be Shelby for sure. Straight away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and they're like, oh, hang on. If if it was her, like, she would have phone reception by now to contact us. So yep. I think they worked out pretty quick. It wasn't me. It wasn't you. Like, Come on, guys. Faith. Yeah, faith, faith. <laughs> So it's 500, 520Ks. Yeah, like something like that. Like that. Yeah, there's like a bit of corrugation roads and stuff sort yep. of before and after. It depends like if you take the whole sort of from town to town or, yeah. Yeah, right. When you get to that first hill, like Big Red, mm-hmm. is that the biggest one of the way? Yeah, like it's the tallest one. It's not necessarily the hardest one. It's just okay. like the tallest one. Yeah. So you're like, say, second or third gear and just bar or? Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, third gear. Yep. And just like I just hit it as fast as I could because I thought this is probably the only way to get up it yeah but once you're on it it's just like this big wide open like and you can't stop anywhere because it's just so deep so as soon as you stop you're not gonna take off again so you're just like trying to like do laps trying to work out okay where am I going to stop um and sort of one of the girls she come up on it she was so excited that she made it up on it she crashed when she got to the top like (laughs) jeez and you can't but, stop to help. Like you no, no. Just <laughs> and, pick it up. You yeah. know? And like you try and put your stand down, you know, yep. if you ask, I mean, it's not going to stay there. So you just kind of like try and do a bit of a 
skid and park your rear wheel in the sand. Yeah, right. So it was pretty cool. So once we were all up on there and all the girls made it safely up on the first day, we were all so excited, like feel like you'd done the Simpson Crossing, you've just made it up the first June. <laughs> How far out of Birdsville is that? Oh, I think like 20k or something. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so you got another like 1,099 Junes to go. <laughs> yeah, and we're like, yeah, we made it. Wow. <laughs> Ah, and then what happened? What, like once you get out of there, like yep. is it is it just is it uh, flat and then dunes, or is it just constantly every, undulating? Or yeah, what? every day is completely different. Is so I, I kind of wish I took it all in a bit more. Like my yep. stepmom in my car was like, "Oh, did you see this? Or did you see that?" I was like, "No, I was just like eyes on the prize. Like let's get this done." Yep. Like, um, but yeah, it, it, every day was completely different. Like. There was a lot more salt flats than I realised. Like, oh, really? So you get like these big open flat like salt lakes but then all of a sudden you just get this huge June after June and then it'll be salt flat again. How did you navigate it? Um, so like being a part of like a group like this is yeah. really easy for someone like me. Like we had a lead rider and a sweet rider. Cool. Um, and so they had walkie-talkies and they just led the way and us girls just kind of filed in between them and, That's yeah, good. it was really safe. And How was the group? They were amazing. Like, Friends for life? I cannot believe the calibre of women that I got to meet. Like, I've never done any adventure riding before, so I hadn't met any of them before. Um, like, one, our lead rider, she's 60 years old. Like, wow. weapon, fully loaded, DRZ, like, just, she's done unsupported solo crossing before. So she's on a fully loaded DRZ, and here, here you are on a 2021 beta. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty cool. She's like, "Do you want to swap bikes for a bit?" I'm like, "I don't even think I would be able to like not a chance <laughs> start your bike." <laughs> They're a good bike, but gee, yeah, that, that's um, wow. Yeah, so it was cool. Calibre. Yeah, like at night around the fire, just chatting to these women about their life experiences and their stories and how they got to there was just really cool. Yeah, that would have been um, especially as an all all uh, women's group, that yeah. would have been a pretty cool cool experience because you're doing something that's. Like there's only a few people really get to do. Yeah. You know, it's not a major population, male, female, that yeah. actually get to do something like that. It's yeah. It's a pretty cool experience. To be part of an all-women group was like really empowering. Like For a reason yeah. as well. You know, you've got yeah. both, you know. Yeah. Yeah, that would have been pretty special. Yeah, it was. I mentioned it before, but Friends for Life, is it that sort of thing? Because you've done something that's an extreme challenge and those are yep. the sorts of things where you, you know, I'm guessing you've dropped your bike out there yes. at a few points yep. and everyone helps to pick things up when yeah, they can. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's where you make friends usually. Exactly. And people see you struggling and they help or, yep. you know, they see you do something that you didn't think that you could do, like pulling into Mount Dare at the end, like you just, everyone is just like so like excited and the feeling is just yep. cool to share and experience that with other people. Like you'll remember that forever. I reckon you would. I think that's, yeah, yeah to be... Yeah, it'd be an amazing part of a piece of emotion. Yeah. How, like, from from picking up your beta, mm-hmm. and what is it? What is your beta? So I've got a beta 350, the yeah. blah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, my God. So good. Like. Best at like you've ridden? I hate enduro riding because I always <laughs> crash. Yeah. Um, I've never, ever liked going out in the bush. Like, mm-hmm. never. Mm-hmm. And... When I decided to do this, I was like, okay, I need to buy an enduro bike. So obviously when you buy an enduro bike, you have to go ride enduro trails to practice. And I started riding, um, you know, I went out to QMP and rode the trails out there and I was like, wow, I like enduro riding. Like the bike makes all the difference. Like, and I think my issue was I was trying to ride a motocross bike out in the bush and it just wasn't great. Everything's bouncing around and gearing's wrong. Yeah. 
to get this bike and, and, you know, suspension set up for me. And I just felt so comfortable on it. I think that made all the difference out in the desert. Like I, I yeah. got there and I was confident on the bike and that. So you did some pre-running, hey? Like you obviously said to QMP, you went yep. up the beach. Yeah, went up to Woodgate and I went up to Rainbow Beach at Double Island. Yep. Yeah, and just tried to do as, yeah, heaps, heaps of glasshouse mountain riding. Trying to do as much as possible. Yeah. And do you think that that helped? Definitely. I yeah. rode every weekend for, I guess, two months before. Like, and that's probably the most riding I've done in a long time. Bike fitness must have been pretty good. Yeah. Because that's yeah, a real I think thing. So. Yeah. yeah. And it, like being out in the desert, like, you know, 38 degree days, I was like, right, I need my body. To Is that what it was in September? Yes. How'd <laughs> you hydrate? Um, I had two camelbacks and believe it or not, they both leaked. So one of the other girls lent me hers, which was only a litre. Yeah. And I really struggled because obviously I'd drink that in five minutes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, so I was just sticking bottles in my backpack by the end and, yeah, it was hot. Yeah, that's – yeah, I didn't realise it was going to be that warm. I think the first two days were a little bit cooler, but, yeah, the last two days were both 38. Wow. And when you get, like, stuck on a hill or something like that, you – Oh, yeah, yeah. And I think the worst part is when you stop. Like when you're going, it's fine, you, you know, your adrenaline and you got the wind, but yep. it's like stopping and waiting and all of a sudden you realise like you can feel your head beating like. Yeah, everything's. And there's no shade. So it's just. <laughs> I've never been there, so yep. like I'm just completely blown away by what it would be like. There's like know? these little shrubs like around yep. and they've got like the tiniest bit of shade for like half a human that you can kind of get a bit. So we'd pull up and all us girls would just like scatter yep. trying to find some shade. Yell at each other from 50 metres. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> How'd you go on that hill? <laughs> Did how, how was the um, the pace? Was it was it just... Uh, it was pretty slow yep. purely for the fact that we had to wait for the cars. So mm. like a lot of the girls said like, you know, they... They said if you could go back into it without cars, like it's way funner because you can just, you know, hook it across the desert as yep. fast as you want. But we could never really be 20Ks far, like ahead of the cars because of the radio signal. So if anything happened and we needed them, we needed them to be able to hear us. So yep. we would go sort of about 10K and make sure the girls were okay and then we go another 10K, stop and wait for the cars. So sometimes yep. that could take a few minutes. Sometimes we could be waiting an hour if they got stuck. Yeah. And that's just, that was painful. Yeah, especially in the heat. Yeah. What's the... um. What's the vision like? Because vision's everything. Like you, you, you go ride uh, big dunes or anything, you, things it's, drop away. Yeah. And stuff. What was that like? I thought it would be like dustier for a start. Like I thought yeah. I wasn't going to be able to see because of the dust, but it wasn't like that at all. It was mainly just you're going up a dune that you don't really know what's on the other side of. And we were doing it um, from east to west. Yep. Um, and so the dunes were steeper. Um, whereas if you do it the other way, they're more like you roll over them. Um, so a lot of people do it the, the other way that we did yep. it. Um, so, yeah, when you get to the top, you know, they could turn left, turn right, drop straight down. There could be big holes in the bottom. Like you just don't know. Sometimes if there were some gnarly ones, one of the girls would wait at the top of the dune and let you know. But yep. a lot of times you just, you know, hit it and go, oh. <laughs> did you have any moments? Oh, yeah. I think yeah. we all did. Yeah? Any over the bars or any of that A couple, stuff? Yeah. yeah. Nothing yeah. like, I mean, the sand is so soft yep. and we really weren't going like fast enough to really hurt yourself um, a few times. Most of the time, yeah, it was just like quick pick my bike up before anyone sees. Yeah. <laughs> Embarrassing. Yeah, so I'm like hopefully the GoPro didn't catch that one. <laughs> so did you film? 
I did, yeah. I've, I'm not a great editor, but I'm going to try and put a bit of a vlog together. And yeah, yeah, yeah. it'd be cool to see it and the, the whole overall thing. Yeah, like, just... I think a lot of people don't re- like. I mean, I didn't realize. I thought it'd be like Dakar, you know, like big wide open dunes, ride wherever you want. But it's not like that at all. Really? Yeah. yeah. So I think like if I do put a bit of a clip together, it'd be cool for people to actually see what it's like. Yeah, I agree. I think like because that's especially for bikes, you don't just don't see. No. Maybe I'm not looking in the right places, but I, I wouldn't know where what. What it even look like to go out there? Yeah, you know? I didn't know it was a thing to ride across it. Yeah. Um, I heard, you know, people doing it, you know, when they're older and like, yeah, cool, cross the Simpson in my car. But I thought, oh, this would be cool on a bike. Yeah. I, I, a bit funner than a car. It, yeah, and that's the thing. You can cover so much ground yeah. on a bike, you know. Yeah. We, we did Fraser um, a while back on the bikes and, and with a car yeah. as a support vehicle. But it's amazing. Like you just think like it was a really good patrol and everything. You just yeah. think it's going to be like – much faster, but yeah. the amount of distance you can cover on a bike yeah. is insane. It is, yeah, so, it's cool. And I can only imagine on a large scale of 500 k's. Yeah. So was it camp out each night? Yeah. Yep. In the in the vehicles, you obviously had tents, swags, yep, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So be. I just rolled my swag out in the back of my tray, and yeah, it was awesome. What was that like? Campfire. It was so beautiful. Yep. Like the stars out there. Like the out outback is just incredible. Like. Yep. It doesn't matter where you're from. You just you appreciate it so much being out there. Like no phone reception, bunch of awesome girls telling their stories around the fire, sleeping in tents and swags. Like it just doesn't yeah. get better than that. That would have been cool. Yeah, and swapping stories from the day like, oh, I crashed here. Oh, yeah, I crashed there. <laughs> <laughs> just the usual. It was like yeah. going to racing, isn't it? Yeah. What was the uh, – what's your biggest takeaway from it? What was your biggest um, um, lesson, life lesson, I guess, you I know? Feel, I think just like um, the feeling of accomplishment. Like I, I don't know, it's easy to say like I'm going to do that, but, you know, and you can train for it, you can be prepared for it as, well, as best prepared as possible. But like just that feeling of knowing that I could do something that maybe I didn't think I could or that other people say – that you can't do, like I've copped a lot, um, you know, like, or I don't think, you know, you would like it, you don't like sand riding or, or yeah. I don't, you know, you, you know, heaps of people crash out there, like, you know, you'll probably crash or that sort of like doing it and, you know, not injuring myself. Like the amount of people when I got back, like, and I take it with a grain of salt, but, you know, like, oh, what, you didn't hurt yourself? And it's like, wow. you know, I can, I can do it. Like I am capable, like, and, you know, if I can do it, then why can't you do it? And that's, that's sort of something that I'm pretty happy with, like, to come back and, yeah. It makes sense. Yeah. Like, guess it's it's a, it's a massive accomplishment for yeah. one thing and then, you know, no matter where you're at, there's always doubters and injuries, yeah, exactly. isn't there? So, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Because to, to even go look at something like that is not many people even look to do it. I don't nah, feel anyway. Nah. You know? So apart from people that are into enduro riding and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But hopefully it inspires a few people, especially some girls, to get out and give it a go. Are you going to do it again? They asked me yeah. if I was going to do it again. Um, but I'm the type of person that once I've done something, like yep. I feel like I want to do something like another challenge. I had the best time and I would consider it. But, yeah, I feel like I'm always looking to that next challenge and, like, what else can I do? Or, you know, the, the bucket list is pretty big. Yep. So, What is something you do? <laughs> well, there is this desert race. Oh, a race. <laughs> In the middle so of you've gone, So, okay. <laughs> so you've gone from, like, a, you know, a trip for fundraising. Yep. To now there's a desert race. There is this desert race. Full throttle. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. I'm thinking about it. Tell me about it. What is it? It's in June. Mm-hmm. Starts in Alice. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to say what it is in case I don't do it. <laughs> We've been there before. <laughs> I have. Yeah. I've been there a couple of times before. So, yeah, hopefully I can switch grid girl duties for racing next year and we'll see how we go. You rode part of the track. 
I did. So what was yeah, it, like? it was good. I actually I was really nervous because you know every, obviously everyone's like oh it's you know the hardest for sure track you know that you can ride. So I went out there with this like okay I've done Simpson I'm gonna go and have a little ride of it and see what it's like. Yeah. Um, and obviously, yeah, there's no one out there, so the track's in good condition and, and there was no dust because no one's out there. But it felt good to even do 60 kilometres of it. Like, So that's what you did? Yeah, all about, yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. Cool. So, and I got to ride with Lukey Hayes, which he's one of the legends of Alice Springs. Yep. So it was really cool to have a ride with him. And That's cool. Yeah, yeah, show me some of the track. So that that would be something that would be on the bucket list? I do. think so, yep. yeah. So more and more riding between now and then just... That's what the plan is, eh? I think so, yep. yeah. Um, cool. I sort of like, I don't know, I always aim high and, and see what happens. What's your, um, what does your family say about something like Fink? Because um, it's got to be a conversation. <laughs> yeah, so I called my dad um, when I got home from riding part of the track and I said, Dad, and he goes, I know. <laughs> Straight away? <laughs> yeah, he knew. That's awesome. So, yeah, there's obviously got to be a few discussions about logistics and what happens from yep. here, but... Yeah, I think that'll be a conversation for Christmas time. Awesome. Around, yep. the, around the dam. Yeah, around the dam. <laughs> How did you get into being, what, what is the position for Fink? Is it an ambassador? Like yeah. It, it is, yeah. isn't it? That's yeah. what it's called? Yeah. How did you get that? Was that an application thing? Um, so I originally like found out about the race because heaps of my mates sort of were doing it and talking yep. about it and I thought that'd be cool for me to go and do, but then I actually thought about it and thought, oh, I probably shouldn't just go out there and race something I don't know anything about. Yep. Um, and so I saw this opportunity come up where they asked for girls that want to help out with the race that um, are into motorsport. So like it's not a modelling job. It's literally to get in, get like your hands dirty and yep. sort of do behind the scenes stuff. So you do scrutineering and you help with sign on and all that sort of stuff. And yeah, I just wanted to go and see what it was about. And once I got out there and yep. felt, you know, it's called Fink Fever for a reason, like the atmosphere is just incredible. I was like, wow, this is, this is really cool. So you're addicted from that. Yeah. So then I went back again <laughs> to do it again because I just loved it so much. And yeah, now I want to go back and do something different. How was it between the two years? Obviously, the first one you went to was the full wall, wild party, yeah. street party sort of thing. Yeah. This year was a little different. How was it between the two? Yeah, it was really different. And I think me too, like coming back with some experience, um, yep. they always sort of have a few girls that have done it before to help out the new girls. So being a new girl, the, the start was a bit nervous and it was really exciting and overwhelming. Um, but yeah, the second year going back, I was a bit more relaxed about it and, and sort of more just hanging out with people that I'd already met and it was, it's a family. So everyone's really close out there. And, and then obviously, yeah, after the incident happened and it sort of didn't end the way we all wanted it to, but everyone's such a family that everyone's just there for each other. And it, it definitely was a different vibe, but yep. yeah, I mean, it was still, still a great, great time. Still an iconic event that we, we yeah. have there, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, and I really hope that sort of nothing too much dramatic, like yeah, dramatically changes. For sure, and and we all know the racing thing. Things can happen, you yeah. know, sadly, and that yeah. that was that was horrendous. But yeah, things can happen. Hey? Yeah, so. exactly. Have you seen that Dawn River? race up north? I have and I had a few of my mates go up there um, and yeah I thought that could be something cool to do as well. There's also a 12 hour in Alice that looks pretty cool too. A 12 hour? So they what do you mean? So they do a um on the Fink track or yeah or part of it yeah yeah yep so that so you ride for 12 hours yeah and see how far you can cover yeah it's just a circuit so it's kind of like a transmodo but yeah 
sort of part part on Tanks the pink show. You can if you want. Yeah, we yeah. can do Iron Man. Um, obviously. Probably wouldn't do that. <laughs> you would. But I bet you, you would. Now, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to go out by yeah. myself and do it for 12 hours. That's cool. There's, there's actually heaps more of this style of writing that I didn't really realise or yeah. sort of have known about. So I'm kind of excited by all this. Like now I have my beta. Like I'm just really excited to see what yeah. I can do. And so you're going to hang on it. to that? I will. Yeah. 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 Is yeah. that is that a like like that's like a uh, a door that just opens when you get into like the enduro thing. Like yeah. Next thing you see QROC events, ARRC, like yeah. there's so much that you, you know, the RTCB rides. Yeah. There's a ride every week you can do. There is, yeah. But you don't know. You just don't you, know about it. Nah, yeah. Until you open that door. Yeah, know? exactly. And now I've got the right bike and the right people around me. I can definitely, I've met, I went out and did the Transmodo. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. <laughs> I've never done one before. So you did Kubi Dam? Yeah. Yeah. So I you was, went up the gnarly rocks and... It was so was bad. Was it harder than doing The Simpson? Yes. I was prepared for Simpson. I wasn't prepared for Transmodo. Okay, yep. Um, I rocked up to Transmodo and thought like, okay, well, let's just try and make it around this track as best I can and yep. see what happens. But yeah, that was a lot gnarlier than what I could have imagined. Everyone's like, yeah, the track's sick. I'm like, it is sick if you can get up that hill but when you can't really get up it and you got to take a couple of goes yeah you just burn it wears you out yeah but i did it and then i was like righto i need a bike that i that i want to so what did you do that on um so i did it on a beta but two stroke so 200 yeah yeah Yeah. and i just hadn't ridden a two stroke for such a long time yeah um and it, it was a great bike to ride um and crash but yeah, crash. <laughs> <laughs> it was light. I could pick it up, start it, get going yeah. again. Didn't need anyone to help me, like, and that was good. But yeah, I think now that I'm on a bike that I'm comfortable with, it's set up for me. Yeah, I would love to go back and do it again on, on my bike. You know what you should do? The Coffs Harbour Transmoto. Yeah, they're good. Awesome. Yeah. So the Kubi Dam, good. Like mm-hmm. I've ridden up there before, but yep. it's so rocky and it's so rocky. Like that. Yeah. But the Coffs Harbour one, the, the track is. Just sensational. Yeah, okay. I you have the absolute ball. Well, I met a whole bunch of cool girls out there this time. Yep. I saw a couple of the all-women team. Yep. And that's just incredible. So I'd love to get on that. Like, I just love girls riding with girls. And, yeah, it'd be cool. Yeah. And that's the thing. I, I think, um, like you said about um, motocross. Yeah. Enduro world, there's lots of girls that there's heaps. are in the, in the enduro world. Yeah. And road racing getting there but it's not that but no when you open the same door open that enduro well it's there's so much you know so. yeah have you ever seen the um Gemma wilson campouts i have yeah it's something that i would love to do they so always just clash with road races it does doesn't it yeah same with dust hustles like everyone keeps inviting me to dust hustles but they're always on the same weekends as road racing yeah that's what yeah the last one was two weekends ago yeah so yeah it, it always is it always works out that way it's yeah. like that or Bathurst yes sort of supercars weekend <laughs> yeah. as well yeah um I like I, I, I worked at Gemma's event mm-hmm. uh, her second last one up up um Conondale yeah and I just couldn't believe it I was just like this is the best event like yeah such she's a good, pretty incredible good atmosphere yeah put on an awesome event and yeah it blew me away of how just how good you can run something yeah you know yeah especially all girls yeah it worked really well (laughs) so yeah no it was it was a cool event yeah i went up and filmed it and was yeah if you can have more of that sort of thing yeah that's going to be a way to promote the sport definitely and Gemma's done an awesome job with that as well she has yeah i'd love to get to one how'd you how'd your 5.2 or 5.20 number come about 
Um, so it was my dad's race number. Was it? Yeah. Yep. And then um, I guess when we started racing, he just whacked that on our bikes, you know. Yep. And then it just kind of carried through. Um, I changed my number when I was in the same race as one of my brothers and he just decided that was his number. So Stole it from you. Yeah. yeah. So um, I think my littlest brother, he kind of, the same thing happened to him. So I think he added a one, I added a zero. So we kind of all just have something 52 in there. But, yep. yeah, so now I'm sort of 520. Ah, so that's how it come through from your dad's number. Yeah. Yeah, because it's obviously the 5-2 motorsports, 520 yep. for yourself. Yeah. Um, you've run different iterations of it. So yeah. So that makes sense. Yeah. With with back to Dolly's dream, mm-hmm. when you got to when you got into town there that day, did you get time to sort of sit back and reflect with those people or did everyone just bail? The other riders into Mount Dare, like when we finished yeah, it. Yeah. No, we spent the night there, so we got in quite late in the afternoon. Yeah. Um, and we had a big dinner and. Were you tired? You you're so tired. Like that was my fifth day of riding that day. Yep. Um, and yeah, like I was physically and mentally exhausted, but you're on such a high from doing something so incredible that. Yep. I don't. I couldn't sleep. Like there, it was just like that. So much adrenaline still. Like. Yep. Yeah, I was like, oh, next week's going to be <laughs> exhausting. But <laughs> they come down. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, no, that night was incredible. Like we had dinner and just discussing everything and, yeah, it was so much fun. Like the emotion that must come from it. I think that's, you know, all the build-up. Yeah. That, that it's just finished at that yeah. point, you know. There yeah. was this little pay phone out there yeah. and um, no phone reception still. Oh, really? No. And so I, um, when we got there, I was like, I've got to call my dad. Like it was yeah. that, you know, I can't wait to tell him that I did this and I'm alive and yeah. <laughs> my bike's fine, <laughs> my car's fine. And yep. when I called him, I was like, I had like the biggest lump in my throat. Like I was like. Dad, I'm alive. <laughs> I did it. <laughs> that's huge. It would yeah. have been tears just about. You yeah, know, that's... that was that was like probably like the highlight for me, like picking up that phone and calling him and saying I did it. Did did the beta go well the whole time? It was so good. Yeah. Didn't like, yeah, couldn't fault it. Like it was amazing. I, I got, um the boys gave me some spare air filters and they were like, you know, just take a look, change them when you need to. Yeah. I had four air filters like ready to go, like just in case. Yep. And it, it, it was, like, so good. I only changed it once. Really? Yeah. Wow. So it didn't pick up any dust? Or no, I'm, I was out in front. No. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> Beat him. <laughs> Apart from the DRZ. Yeah. <laughs> That's, yeah, wow. So no issues, no nothing. No, yep. it was so good. Yeah. It was amazing. You must have a few hours on it now. I don't even want to look. <laughs> For 2021? Yeah. So I, was, I was looking at my Husky. I'm like, I got 30... Nine hours on it. Yeah. And I must think you'd be smoking that with what you've done. Yeah. Riding every weekend. The good thing is, though, one female owner, non smoker. (laughs) Yeah. And they're ridden on Sundays, (laughs) Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays. No wheelies, no burnouts. Pretty cool. So, so when you left Mount, is it Mount Dare? Yeah, is that what's cool. That's what's Is that when you went out to Alice Springs? Yeah. So then we drove from Mount Dare up to Alice. How far is that? Um, I think it's about six hours. Wow, so you just want to travel more, eh? Yeah, <laughs> straight up Dallas. And then, yeah, then I got to ride some of the Fink Just track. when you did the Fink. Yep. So, and then obviously road trip home, back through Kemmerwheel. Yep. Mount Isa. Yep. Straight into Morgan Park. Straight into Morgan Park Friday S- night. <laughs> straight into the sidecar. <laughs> straight into Was racing. Was that planned? Um, we'd, we'd spoken about it at the round yep. before. Um, and I said, look, I don't really know where I'm going to be and what time I'm getting home and what day and everything. So, like, let's have a chat about it in a few yep. weeks. Um, and then, yeah, when he, Phil sent me a message saying, you know, are we on here? I thought, okay, I'll, I can I can make this happen if I want to make it happen. Yeah. 
thought, okay, I'll just sleep when I'm dead. It'll be fine. I'll make it happen. So, yeah, yeah. So when I seen you on uh, Sunday Arvo. Yeah. You're pretty beat. I was. I was yeah. a bit defeated. <laughs> pretty beat, but you still had races to go too. So. Yeah. Yeah. We got there in the end. I was glad there was no like 10 lappers or something. Oh, yeah. That would have been horrendous. <laughs> yeah. Tell you what, the, between last round and this round. Yep. Fast. Yes, we did. I um. So what's, where, where's that come from? Um, I guess just sort of like, well, as I said before, when I did my PCL in my knee, like I have, um, we came off at turn three and that corner now for me being so little and light going around a left hander isn't great. Like I don't have enough weight to keep a chair wheel down. Yep. So we kind of have to sacrifice around the left handers a bit and turn three Morgan Park obviously is quite, quite fast turn. Um, and so that was like a main concern of mine. So we definitely were like at the last round riding around there a bit slower. So by the end of the weekend, I think Phil wasn't going easy around turn three. <laughs> no, you were flying. Yeah, but I was comfortable, so it was good. Yep. I was giving a bit of a razz up. <laughs> That's good. Like yep. I said, it, looked, it just looked real real smooth. Yeah, eh? I good, felt really comfortable on it. Yeah, super awesome. Are you going back next year? Well, sure. I had a little bit of a ride on a, like when I was out there. On the come and try? Yeah. Yep. So I got to do, I think, about five or six laps behind the bars which was pretty exciting and something that I didn't think that I would be into. So explain it to me. What's it like getting into it? It was so weird. I didn't even know, like, swinging on one is completely different. Like, you know, I've been swinging on for years, but I've never actually sat in one. I've never ridden one. I didn't really think that I'd be able to reach the bars for a start, let alone, you know, ride one. Because someone like yourself is more familiar with the sport of sidecars than probably just your whole family. Yeah. That, that... Um, amazes me. Yeah. You know, that you've never sort of been in that position before. Nah, I just kind of thought, you know, like obviously typically the heavier person would be, you know, behind the bars and the lighter person swinging and being so little I just didn't think it would be that I would ever find anyone to swing for me if I did want to have a ride. Yep. Um, But, yeah, my girlfriend was out there on the weekend and she was like, no, come on, like I'll I'll have a go. You, You have a go behind the bars too. And so, yeah, I just thought, well, I'm not really going to get another opportunity again. So my brother le- lent me his sidecar. And yep. so, yeah, we went out and did a few laps. Um, and it was so strange. Like you have to be aware that you have something like there that, mm. you know, like don't run that into the wall. Like, <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> But the everything's different. Like you don't have a front brake. So you're... Oh, isn't there? No. And so you keep going to grab it and nothing's there. Um, and the clutch is just so heavy and it's like the bars are just so heavy to turn. So you've obviously got a rear brake. You So your foot brake yeah. um, breaks all three wheels. Okay. So it's like a, yeah. It, a combined braking yeah. system. Yeah. Wow, okay. Um, but the your, your gears are on your other foot but they're opposite. So your brake's actually on your left foot and your gears are on your right foot. Yeah, okay. So yeah. it... it it kind of like when you sit in it, it's like your your feet, you know, if you get off a dirt bike or a normal bike, you're like, this is, you know, this foot does this, this foot does that. Yeah, yeah it's but, human nature. Sort of yeah, yeah, but on a sidecar, it's different. So I'd go on down the straight and like, I don't know which foot's doing what, I'll just do both. Yeah, <laughs> just change every gear. Yeah, pull the clutch in and do something. Shut my eyes, screw yeah. and get through it. Wow. But it was pretty cool. And then my brother that owns the bike came over to the wall and... Upper. I'm like, oh, okay, sweet. He, he, he says I'm going good, like, yeah. righto. So that was really fun. So I don't really know if that's opened a bit of a can of worms for next year. Probably. 
Um, there are some there are some sidecars for sale, and the fields sort of you know we, we got to keep the numbers up to keep the the race going. So. Yep. It would be cool to have a race next year behind the bars. That's cool. Yeah. It's pretty exciting. Yeah. This is about yourself. Yeah. It's not about Corey yeah. either, but I'm going <laughs> to talk Yeah, I'm going to talk about Corey. <laughs> yeah. He, he gets a lot because he's he's good good at what he does yeah, as well. Yeah, he's a legend. That opens up wow, like for him to jump straight back onto the superbike. Yeah. At the speed obviously for both. Yeah. That's insane. I didn't realize that was the case for the sidecar with the yeah. braking and the gears, but Yeah. To get your head Back, back forth yeah. all the time. That's pretty cool. As you well. have to be pretty talented. Yeah, that he is. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, and and you know, you guys are so close. It's, it's yeah. insane. So I don't mind talking about him about it. But nah, uh, to, to see you uh, up on the balcony of the commentary the other week. Yeah. As a group. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, we all support each other so much, and yeah. there's just so much love and respect, and everyone just wants to see each other do well and. I'm really lucky that I have such a close family that support me and Corey being such a great rider, like I have a coach at my fingertips, like it's True. it's so good. And when I was road racing in 2017 at Nationals, like having him there, you know, doing the track walks with me and, and helping out and even when I started motard racing, like that was like, you know, okay, he's done that, he can help me with that. Like it was just, it's just, it's good to have someone. Encyclopedia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and he's so good at it, so. Yeah, awesome. he, he really is and like, yeah, I, I, I truly appreciate, like I said at the start, as a family, and I've been part of your family a few nights last year. And yeah. Engine swaps late at night. Oh, yeah. He yeah. is like a well-oiled machine. Yeah, it's, we all have our little place and, yeah. It's so cool to sort of sit back as an outsider and go, yeah. wow, you guys have, have put something really cool together. You yeah. Know? Is that sort of Turner's motor fat? Yeah. Is that where this all come about? What's, yeah. the, what's the deal with that? So dad's twin brother, Peter, okay. he's been a part of our racing career forever and yep. he obviously raced with my dad on the sidecar, so he was dad's passenger. Yep. Um, so, yeah, my two little brothers are the second generation of Turner brothers to win a national championship. Wow. Um, so, yeah, Uncle Pete has been a massive part of all our lives um, and he has started the business really for Corey and to, yeah, see him sort of explore what he mm. loves doing and, yep. yeah. So Corey's pretty hands-on with the the workmanship on he the bike is. in that day. Yep. Yeah, yeah. He's he's sort of um, loves to just be in the shed and doing all that stuff. Like loves to be a part of it, and he's he he knows everything about it. And yeah, he's pretty intelligent. Tell me about yourself, Supermoto. Yeah. <laughs> what was it like? God, I feel like I raced every discipline. <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's good. Supermoto was something that I thought, you know what, this could be some fun. So got a bike and started racing. <laughs> so what you you got a RM? I got an RMZ four fifty. Yep. Yep. So um, Corey was doing it for training. So I was like, righto, let's let's have a go at it. And it's so unco to be on a dirt bike on bitumen. Like it's the weirdest thing. Yep. And. To go from dirt racing to road racing to dirt bike on road, like it's just you got it's just so they're all so different. Yep. So it's cool, like it's a challenge and it's different. But yeah, it was hard. Um, so I did the nationals with that. I don't even know what year, a couple of years ago. Um, and yeah, it was fun. Had a few crashes, or as you do, sort of like road tires hitting the dirt. It's a bit slippery. And it's a long way to fall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, like my bike was an electric start, so, like, you know, stalling a 450 on the line is never fun and yeah. and that. But, yeah, it was it was lots of fun. I, I um, got a third and a couple of thirds, so that was cool. How was it riding Troy's KDM? That was cool. That was really cool. So one of the rounds of nationals I didn't think I was going to be able to make. Um, yeah. I couldn't get my bike down to – it was down at the bend, down in Adelaide, um, and I just wasn't going to go. And then, yeah, Troy 
um, said, like, you know, we can chuck the bike in the truck, like, we'll take take it down for you, like, you can race. So I flew, I was full factory, flew in. Jeez, how good. <laughs> Rock up, get to ride Troy Bayless's KDM. It was pretty cool. That's that's something that was a pretty cool opportunity. Because it's a pretty well-kitted KDM too. Oh, yeah. Yep. All the gear and absolutely no idea. <laughs> yeah, I, I've seen, I remember the time I've seen the photos and like, Oh, that is a yeah. cool piece of kit. Yeah, I may have dropped it. Oh, well, that happens. <laughs> They're supposed to fall. Yeah, that's right. At Queensland Mini Moto, you've probably seen all yeah, the photos going through at the yeah. moment. Would the temptation to get some motor wheels for the beta be there? Oh, potentially. I feel like i got so many eggs in different baskets, yeah. though. Yeah. If, if there was more hours in the day, like, I'd just do everything. Like, yeah. it's just finding out, yeah, what opportunities, you know, comes up. And I just say yes to everything, so... Don't don't ask me. <laughs> it's a good way to do it because yeah. it's it's so funny. Like you mentioned the word FOMO at yep. the start. Yeah, I, I know you suffer from that quite heavily, and yep. I'm sure you've seen the photos of everyone having a good night yes. on Tuesday nights. Yes. You know? I'm the same. I'm sitting back looking at that, thinking, "Wow, that's a good way to spend a Tuesday night in the summer." Literally you know? so, on Friday, just gone. Yep. Corey says to me, "What are you doing on Tuesday night?" <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. He. Yeah, we're thinking about it. It looks cool. It does look cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm. I must say I'm sitting there on the same thing and I'm, yep. I don't know how how many thumbs I've used trying to scroll through Marketplace that looking for wheels for my Husky. I so, know. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, it looks like fun and getting awesome awesome turnout. Yeah. It looks yeah. like the motorcycle sportsmen have basically just relocated there for, a, for a Tuesday it's night. It's such good training. It has to be. Yeah, really and does. fun. Yeah, definitely. Oh, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so many conversations. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, no, so John um, jumped on board to help Corey out um, with his superbike racing. And so, yeah, I got to meet him a couple of times at the track and he's come over to Dad's house and, yeah, just sort of got chatting about what I was doing and where I sort of wanted to go and he's just started helping me out. Wow. So that's obviously John Hafey. Yes, yeah. 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 And, you know, we, we discussed this earlier this morning as well, like there's 30 magazines here. He's in at least 15 of them, like yeah. programs and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Done a lot in the industry, hey? I know, and I didn't really realise. I was like, oh, yeah, who's this guy sort of thing? Who's this guy? <laughs> um, and Dad's like, do you know who that is? I was like, oh, yeah, righto. Like, he's, he's pretty cool. Yep. <laughs> but, yeah, he's helped me so much. I'm so grateful. Like, it's you can't do some of the things that we want to do with bikes without good people around you supporting you. So I'm really grateful to him for helping me out and, yeah, helping me with beta too. Like, I wouldn't have... Um, sort of gone down that path without him. So he's doing good things with Beta at the moment. For sure. And it's something I've, I've had a conversation about with a few different people. Uh, it's a brand that you're starting to see more active yeah. uh, in the marketplace again. Yeah. Yeah. It's so. really cool. Avalon. Yes. Now you and Avalon uh, raced an endurance race, Avalon Biddle. Yeah. Uh, in Sydney. Yes. Avgas is a legend. Yeah. She is one of the most down to earth, kindest women I've ever met. Um, yep. I got to meet her. Um, we had a, a bit of a chat. Um, she's an awesome rider. She won the 600 class over in um, New Zealand. Yep. Um, and we just got chatting and, and then, yeah, I suggested if she wanted to come over and do an endurance race with me. Um, she said yes. And I was like, oh, wow, this is pretty cool. I'm in deep now. Yes, yep. yep. To ride with someone that you look up to um, that inspires you is pretty awesome to have her on your team. So... That was really cool. That was such a fun weekend. I don't think I've ever had a fun weekend. Really? Yeah. So you're on the Cube uh, 300s? Uh, 400, yeah. 400 at that time, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um, good bikes, Good. just a good package just to get yeah, into it. Yeah, the bike was amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah, obviously teammate, amazing. <laughs> yeah, you've got like an icon of New Zealand motor, yep. motorcycle racing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I was, I was nervous because I didn't want to let her down. 
Yeah. Um, and I obviously knew she was going to be faster than me, but I just thought, you know, if I go out, do my best, have fun, you know, hopefully we do well. And we ended up finishing second, so that's Unreal. pretty cool, yeah. How much How much faster was she? Was she much faster? Um, oh, yeah, maybe like, oh, I don't actually remember. It was a couple of years ago. It's one of those things, eh, as well, I think over, over a weekend, like, things come to you. Yeah. I, I guess your, your times and stuff as well. And hey? we didn't get to, like, obviously, like, if she was on the bike, I was. So we didn't actually get to fully talk about it until the end, like, until the race was yeah. over. It wasn't like, you know, there was three people on the team and you could discuss things when the other person was out. It was just kind of like, yep, cool, like, swap your arm, band over, get the other rider on track. Like, yeah. um, so, yeah, it wasn't until after, it was, you know, she started helping me with some things and, you know, sort of picking up stuff from her. And, yeah, yeah being, being a girl too, like, I think we look at things differently and, like, my brother can give me pointers or whatever, but female, it's completely different. I don't know. I feel like we're more calculated. Like, we... Mm. Um, so yeah, like learning from her that weekend was really good for me. In, in, in what, like what sort of, sort of things, like what sort of, what sort of things would you look at that would be different? Do you think? Um, I think we just ride smarter. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes. I'm talking to a male here, I need to be careful. <laughs> You're not going to say drive smarter though, are you? I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, well, uh, we'll we'll leave that there. I reckon. Yeah, cool. But no, they the, having that as a team. That's a pretty damn cool team. Yeah. Do you remember who won? No, no I have the worst memory. You can ask my brother. Like my lap time for every track. Like what? How much faster Avalon yeah. went than me? Like he, if he was here, he'd be able to tell you all the facts. Me, I'm just yeah. like, oh yeah, I had so much fun. <laughs> well, that's not a bad thing. Yeah. Sort of like a bit carefree, but yeah, you know, obviously focused and doing because you're succeeding. Yeah, yeah, but, it's um, cool. Obviously, when you come home with a trophy, but. Um, also, yeah, I just kind of went there to have fun. So, oh, that's cool. Yeah, you um, you touched on Fink as a as an ambitious ambitious goal. Yeah, um, definitely achievable goal. What other things would there be in the two wheel sector or four wheel sector that you'd even, you know? Uh, I I actually like I got to <laughs> I got to drive a NASCAR when I was in Daytona in Florida Get a out. couple of years ago. Yeah. That was so fun. I would actually really love to have a go at racing a car, yep. but just, that's just like a whole nother, a whole nother thing. But yeah, like I don't know. I just like doing things I haven't done yep. or don't know anything about because why not? Because that's such a um, oh, like budget-wise, that's a, a oh, huge yeah. thing too. But um, yeah, car racing. I, I just think with all the the skills, and you see the the guys and girls that come over from racing bikes yeah. into four wheels. Yeah. They've got such good feel. Oh, know. yeah. I think it'd be pretty cool to do it. Yeah. I had a Toyota 86 for a little bit. Is <laughs> That was pretty fun to, to drive around. I can imagine you would have rallied it. <laughs> yeah. So I yep. think a Hilux probably suits you better though. Yes. It's a bit more suitable for my lifestyle well, now. Everything you do. Yep. So Because yep. you do. You've, you've obviously got a huge like active lifestyle. Yes. Yeah. Do you mountain bike? No, but that's something that I do want to get into. Yep. Um, like I, I just see so everyone having so much fun doing that. Yep. Um, it is something that yeah I would really like to get into as well, and good for fitness, especially if I'm going to continue racing. Yeah, for sure, and just good for, you know, especially for enduro and stuff like that. Yeah. It doesn't mimic off road, but it gives you something. Some, I guess. You know? Yeah, I really enjoy hiking. I went and hiked to Everest Base Camp two a year and a half ago, so. <laughs> really? Yeah, so that that's sort of like all my days off if I'm not riding, I like hiking. Yeah, okay. How was how was base camp? It was pretty cold, um, opposite that's to a the desert. Good observation. Yeah. Yep. But it was really good. That was a pretty cool thing to do to be standing at the base of Everest. Do it with a friend or Yeah, yeah, I did it with a girlfriend of mine. It was just yep. two of us just 
hiking away. Get sick, anything? Yeah, I got really sick. Yeah. They call it acute mountain sickness. Yeah. Um, Just throwing up, like can't see, dizzy. So what happened? Did you – because I I believe some people – you can keep pushing through it. Yeah, I did. But then some people go back down below the yeah. elevation and try and get back we, up. Um, they have like days where you get acclimatised. So you go like up and then you stay there and for a whole day and you yep. acclimatise and then you keep going. So I was lucky that the day I got sick was an acclimatisation day. Okay. So we didn't have to go any higher that day. So yep. we got to stay there for 24 hours and by the time we left the next day I was feeling better. Oh, really? But just like constant throwing up and can't see, like you start to lose your vision and people like just quit because they're like, no, nah, this is too hard. Like I'm too sick. But I was like, no, nah, I'm going to get there. I'm going to do it. So you lose your vision. Like, you know, when you get a migraine and you just like your eyes start to go, you just can't see like it's and the just, world goes dark. Yeah, yeah. It's so weird. And you're just so dizzy and you can't breathe because the altitude's like, it's just crazy. It's gone. Yeah. Do you, and here we go. This is like asking a lap time, I guess. <laughs> do you know what altitude you're at? <laughs> Um, I think that was like... No, it was just a good time. Three, <laughs> that was about 3,000. Um, Metres? Yeah. Yep. When I got sick. Mm-hmm. But base camp's 5378 or something. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Damn, it's high. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Especially in Australia. Like, we don't have stuff like... like we're nah, <laughs> like we got Burley Hill. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, that's, that's the thing. You like, walking up that. Like, we've got nothing like... You know, we do like we've got Kosciuszko and stuff, but yeah. it's nothing compared, no, you know, no. to, to be up there. No, that was a pretty cool thing to do, too. I went, I went to uh, Pikes, Pikes Peak, in oh, yeah, uh, Rocky Mountains, yeah, in Colorado, and I'm up there, and it's 14,000 feet, so it was uh, 4,000 something meters, yep, and that's pretty high. It was high, and I, I got out of the car, and I'm like. <sighs> All right. There's no not much going on up here. No. It's hard. It's yeah. hardcore, hey. And, yeah, especially you know, when you're trying to exercise in that. Yeah, you gotta try and you know, I was doing photos up in this this area and I'm like, I gotta I am scared of heights too. I'm like, <laughs> I gotta climb up that and there's no oxygen here, but I can only imagine what it would have been at that height as well. And yeah. Good experience. Great experience. Yeah. yeah, so good. I feel like everyone just needs to do cool stuff all the time. I agree. I, I couldn't. I couldn't say it any uh, any better. Yeah. It's like it's just challenges. Like the harder things to do are the best things you're yeah. gonna do. Hey. Yeah. You know? Like okay, what 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 can I do that's gonna be hard? Okay, I'll do that. Take away motorcycles. Yeah. What what would be another physical challenge? I like really want to do Kilimanjaro. Yeah. Yeah, because that's one of the seven summits. Okay. So that would be cool to do, and yeah. that was definitely on my bucket list. Yeah. Um, until COVID, so. Until the world went. Different. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but I don't know. I think I, that's why when I started focusing on challenges in Australia because I thought I don't know when I can get overseas again. Yeah, that makes sense. Have you have you looked at, um, obviously we spoke of before going out with uh, maybe trying to go over and see Avalon in New Zealand. Yeah. Doing like Milford Sound. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I would love to go over and do stuff like that. Yep. So as soon as these borders open, I'll definitely on You'd the phone on the to her. Yeah. <laughs> what can we do? What cool stuff can we do? Because it looks like uh, um, she lives like a full, same as yourself. Full yep. active life, yep. constantly mountain biking, doing She's things just and stuff. So. Cooler version of me living in New Zealand. <laughs> living, living in a pretty damn good country. Yeah, so. definitely be cool to go over and do cool stuff with her. Awesome. Yeah. Well done on everything that you've done so far. Thank you. It's it's insane, and like I know I said that to you when I was up at Morgan Park the other yep. week, but to to do the Simpson part for for like. And like an incredible reason. Yeah. It's well done, eh? Yeah, it's cool. It, I sometimes like forget how many cool things I have done. 
Like yeah. it's looking back, like you kind of go, oh, you know, I wish there was more hours in the day or I wish I could do this or I wish I could do that. But if you actually like look back and go, oh, actually I have done some pretty cool things and have achieved so much, like, and then now to raise money for a charity, like that's just yep. another thing that I just think yeah. All in 21 years. <laughs> Yes, 21st birthday next week. Well done. So, <laughs> well, we will leave it there. Thank you. And, um, yeah, thanks for coming in and hopefully um, we get to go maybe dirt bike riding sometime soon. Hopefully. So, um, yeah, see you around. Thank you. That's all we have time for on today's show. If you get the chance, head over to YouTube and hit subscribe on our channel. The other places you can find us are on Apple Podcast, Spotify Podcast. Uh, give us a rating and a review. Tell your friends and uh, be safe, everyone, and enjoy your week.